You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back to the Oz Network. We are into season six, and um, I'm sure the Aussies will enjoy hearing me say that every time. Uh, season six of, of Nip Tuck. Uh, season six, episode two, Enigma. This one, uh, oh, when did it first come out? It was, uh, I know it was directed by uh, John Scott. Uh, written by Lynn Green and Richard Levine, and came out first on uh, 21st of October 2009. So it's one of those one-word one, uh, names, which is... Uh, I don't know if we've got a trend for them being good or bad episodes, but, uh, yeah, we're going to find out which which one this fits in anyway as we go forwards. But uh, uh, I'm Nick, and uh, rub a coating of this all over your genitals and make yourself hard. Fuck you. Uh, my name is Ben, and I think I might have hit a nerve when I forked myself. <laughs> yeah, there's a, like there's there's a lot of um, Christian penis uh, quotes in this one. <laughs> just a few. And Nick, can we just uh, establish what season are we up to at the moment? Yeah, season 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 six. That's how you say, it, isn't it? <laughs> it's been a while since I've uh, talked about your accent on this show, so I just felt I need to, <laughs> to revisit that. Yes, yes, but uh, here we are, Enigma. I, um, I think you know we kind of teased a little bit in our last episode that uh, we've got probably a few frustrations to get through in this this episode. Um, I, I assume you're agreeing with me on on that point. Uh, I think you will agree with that. Well, I will agree with that fact for ninety eight percent of episodes of this season. <laughs> um, you know, there yeah. really there's maybe one episode I think I alluded to last week which I kind of enjoy, um, and I actually don't mind the finale. I think, yeah, I said that last time. But anyway, so, you know, 98%. There's maybe all but two episodes that right now at the top of my head I can say I'm going to lead into this just really expecting it to be the same each week. But uh, a few minor exceptions here and there. But, yeah, this episode is... Uh, I don't know. Like it's it's kind of got a lot more lighter stuff in it than last week, which might might be might be. I sound like an an American trying to be an Australian. Um, <laughs> is going to lead this a little bit better than last week, but there's still a lot of rubbish in this to not defend as well. Yeah, and it's funny you talk about this being a lighter episode because you know they obviously go for a you know very dark storyline with the, the titular character, which um, we'll discuss if that works or not. Um, but yeah, anyway, you know one of the things that um, I, I criticised the last episode for was that we didn't resolve the cliffhanger straight away, and um, definitely not something I could um, level at the show this time around is that we literally cut right back to where we were and even show a couple of, of shots that we had in the in the final scene of, of last episode. Um, basically, this is where you know, Sean has passed out and, and Teddy, even though she's a doctor, um, needs to run off to get Christian's help. She can't seem to manage this on her own, which is quite strange. But uh, so, yeah, basically he won't wake up, um, you know, and, and uh, Christian's kind of telling her to call 911 and kind of makes up this this thing. Uh, I, I assume it's like baking soda or something, whatever he kind of does to pump his stomach. I'm not quite sure, but um, basically just gets whatever it is to kind of pump his stomach. Sean kind of comes to and throws all, throws up all over the carpet. Um yeah, and, and, you know, so we kind of resolve that, find out that he's been taking these sleeping pills with alcohol, which you're obviously not supposed to be doing. Um, yeah, and, yeah, it, it, it's one of those things where um, 
you know, um, we, we get to get back to the hospital, obviously, and, and then there's these discussions that were kind of ha- happening with um, Christian and Teddy about, you know, why were, you know, why was she giving him this stuff? And he kind of, you know, talks a little bit about that he's under a lot of financial pressure, which she didn't realise. So, kind of a lot to unpack there, I guess. Um, all these scenes feel pretty functional. The actors are doing pretty well. I'm, I, you know, I, I certainly wasn't. And I guess this is something we kind of go for a lot in these episodes. It's like, oh my god, something major is going to happen to one of these characters and i guess you know being the final season we should probably be a bit more suspenseful than we are but you know season oh, sorry episode one episode two i'm not thinking for a moment that something serious is going to happen to our two main characters yeah i mean i yeah i agree in the fact that you, you assume so but yeah absolutely right like i mean they're gonna have some balls on them if they decide to kill one of our main two characters off in the first two episodes and what some sleeping pills you know i yeah it's yeah there's no tension or drama here at me at all for the fact that you think Sean's going to die. And it's, it's kind of one of these weird ones where whenever you have in sort of shows where it involves pumping a person's stomach or you've got to shove a tube down their throat, there's always those weird cuts, isn't there, to the side of their head and things like that. And, um, you know, I know there's a few times in Third Watch we've noticed that. And then, like, obviously, ER, you know, I mean, they've got to do with what they can do. Obviously, they can't really shove a tube down someone's throat uh, unless they're a real method actor and they say, well, fuck it, go for it. Um, but, you know, there's a few things there that kind of look a bit strange. But I always wanted, out of this whole sort of Teddy Sean situation, I always feel that Christian should be going off, like, Christian should be a lot more sceptical of Teddy. Because this is kind of, you know, a thing we talked about, like, with the Ava situation that, like, Christian and Ava had this thing where you kind of just uh, surprised that Christian and Ava don't have sex. Then they ultimately do have sex, and then that kind of leads down the rabbit hole with what's going to happen, no pun intended. But it's kind of, with Christian and, like, Teddy, you just assume that a character, like, as promiscuous as Teddy, there's got to be something that Christian wants as well, you know, and he should be like, oh, well, why is Sean getting this and not me? You know, that's that's Christian's character. So it's kind of, you know, there, there should be some sort of more tension going on between Christian and Teddy. You just never get it. And I feel Christian should be going off a lot more at Teddy here than he is. So that's just a complaint that I kind of have. And there's, again, maybe it's just the laziness of this season. They don't need to do this again. I don't know. But, um, yeah, there's, like we said, there's no tension here. At no point do we assume Sean is going to die from this. Yeah, exactly. And so it kind of just undercuts the tension. It's a, and that's what I think I was making the point last episode is that, you know, I think we get kind of, you know, these kind of cliffhangers just feel like a lazy way of kind of getting, you know, people to come back and watch next episode. And so, yeah, it's not something that I enjoy very much, I've, I've got to say. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's a complaint we're going to have a lot more as we go forwards with a lot of these other storylines. But, uh, you know, we get, you know, we go through the credits, we come back, and Sean's back at work, and you know, him and Christian have a bit of a an argument beforehand. But then they go into this Enigma consult. One of these things I just wanted to point out, just like an aesthetic thing, is what the hell? is that big block that kind of sits on their, their desk. It's like this big thing of like bricks or something. It's weird. I don't know. Next time you're watching, it's just have a look at that. I'm not sure what it's meant to be, but it's this kind of very weird kind of fashion choice. I'm sounding like the, the Dr. Logan or whatever he was from last time. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's, it's, it's kind of like a weird thing there. But anyway, we get this kind of consult with Enigma and, you know, sees this young guy, his actual name's Jared, but he's been asked to be called Enigma and he's always had this darkness in him and he's got 666 kind of scratched into oh, his head. Mean? It's not a tattoo. It's not a brand. It, it, <laughs> six 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 you heard me right and um yeah and, and then he's got obviously this huge kind of skull tattoo on the back of his head and um you know he's got this agreement with his parents that he'll get rid of it um he doesn't want to do it and 
yeah, so the whole thing is about him being this kind of dark person. And yeah, I think it's we're kind of setting up this this thing in this episode that some people just are a certain way, and there's nothing you can do about it. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's it's an interesting kind of case. I think we're going to talk about it. Feels like something we haven't really explored before. Um, I'm not sure I ever really kind of get into this Enigma character. I don't think they do enough with him to kind of make you really, really buy into it. But you know, it's interesting enough. It passes a few minutes, I suppose. I, I mean, I think you summed it up there that you don't really get into it. And I think this has got potential. This is something that really has potential. You know, that this darkness of a character that all of a sudden you're going to get the big twist ending, which, you know, I I think they waste. I think there's just something they could have done with this better than they do. So, uh, again, put it in the season six basket of potential that they just waste. It just feels lazy that they just couldn't didn't explore it more. But can I just point out, is this guy Benedict Cumberbatch or what? Like, he really looks like yeah. a young, bald, freaky Benedict Cumberbatch because he's got a, such a unique face, Benedict Cumberbatch. I just like saying Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh, but he's... Like, he looks like him. So, I honestly thought it was at first. I'm like, holy crap, I didn't realise Benedict Cumberbatch was in Nip Tuck, but it's not. His name is Parker Croft, who obviously did not go on to play Doctor Strange or be anything like uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Well, I think it's one of those things, too, where, you know, we're supposed to feel that, you know, connecting us back to the Doctors, uh, you know, he's this, the, these Doctors see this darkness in them. And I guess at the end of the episode, this whole thing about Liz doesn't want to end up, you know, dark and, and twisted by kind of hatred. So I guess there's some kind of tenuous link back to, to the main characters. But, yeah, I think they could have done more with it. And it feels like a little bit of a drop ball there. But we kind of then move forwards and you know, Christian goes to his boat and, and Liz is there with this. I don't know what he's supposed to be, this kid who's itemising everything in there. That, you know, she's got a court order to itemise. <laughs> Itemize all this stuff, and he's just like this nerdy kid. I'm not entirely sure what it's supposed to be, but yeah. Anyway, it's um, you know, and and then kind of we, we end up with a situation where Christian and Liz are kind of having this discussion and talk on the, on the back of the boat, and um, yeah, Christian pushes Liz in, and and you know, then this 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 nerd nerdy kid jumps back in again and says, "I saw that, and I'm a witness to you know, you're gonna you're gonna lose everything now." Blah blah blah. Yeah, I mean, for me, that's just again. And I think we're back to that issue that there isn't uh, there isn't a whole lot of chemistry between these two. So I just don't get. Am I supposed to find this funny? Am I supposed to find this kind of sad? I just, yeah, I just to me, I just I don't know as a viewer what I'm supposed to feel when I watch this. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm not loving it. I just want to point out before I completely trash this scene for being terrible, uh, the nerdy guy, Tom Link, anyone who watches Buffy would know this is Andrew from Buffy. So uh, just I, I like the nerdy sort of collections guy just because he basically plays the same character in every single thing he's in. Um, and yes, he basically is Andrew from Buffy. But yeah, this scene is... I, ugh, I don't know what to think of it either because the Liz bit where she falls in, it's got like the most over-the-top terrible scream. She's like... Ah! Uh, and just even the way that Christian's like, oh, look, Liz, you're all wet. Um, and then it's kind of like the way he's sort of like he's regretting it, but then like he, like, uh, it's just it's just weird. And like we talked about last season, how they just turned Kimber into a massive bitch. They just turned Liz into a massive bitch. And I can see why they're trying to do it. But at the same time, it's just like, no, it's just, uh, no, I just, just no there. Can I just say that? Can I well, say look, Benedict <laughs> Cumberbatch again? Because that makes me happy, but... Well, I think it's one of those things where just the impulse is wrong too because um, it's one of those things that we actually didn't talk a lot about in that final kind of scene and the end of last last season is that 
that moment where you know Christian kind of you know is completely vulnerable, marries Liz, you know because he thinks he's going to die, and then he finds out that he's not, um, and he and he dumps her effectively. This should be the moment where Christian's kind of you know he, he basically there should be no way that he's redeemable. You know we should not like Christian anymore as viewers. You know so we should be on Liz's side during this stuff, and the fact that they kind of play it as Liz is a complete bitch, I just it just doesn't feel real to me. It doesn't feel like Ryan Murphy is the kind of guy like he's normally very sensitive to the underdog and and all that kind of stuff and it just it just doesn't feel real to me and i guess you know i'm not sure i'd want to watch a show where christian's the asshole that we hate but for me i just it just doesn't the whole motivation behind everything just doesn't work and i'm just not i'm not buying it i'm not loving it i'm not loving the fact that when liz gets pulled out of the water she's clearly not wet and soaked and all that kind of like just a little attention to detail just isn't there and it's just annoying the whole thing is just annoying to me so yeah unfortunately well i mean i guess fortunately is that we will be kind of wrapping up the storyline one way or another by the end of the episode so we you know we can celebrate when we get there at least but it's not a scene that i'm loving and, and want to watch again that's for sure yeah no you're right you sum that off uh, sum that up perfectly and um, I mean another thing too which is never explored and I guess I don't know if you need to explore it but it's kind of you know through all this plot twist and everything of Christian not having cancer and kind of you know going through and obviously divorcing Liz it's like why is it not explored out Christian's feelings about not having cancer? Like, you know, it's kind of like that was such a thing at the end of last season, wasn't it? We had these few scenes with Sean and Christian and kind of coming to terms with death. And it's just, it's just chilled over. It's like, I don't know. I feel like there needed to be something a little bit more around his joy of finding out that he doesn't have cancer rather than, oh, fuck, I've got to break up with Liz. Yeah, and it just feels like all those great scenes that we had between Christian and Sean, and we did have some really good ones there, were just, they weren't worth anything. And I, we, you know, we, we're starting to rehash season five again now, but, you know, it is one of those things where it just, you know, the, the juice wasn't worth the squeeze, that's for sure. You know, it's just, I just didn't, didn't need to go there. And I just wish we hadn't, but yeah, I mean, we probably need to, uh, to pull ourselves out of this because we'll go down a dark rabbit hole and never come out again. So yeah, we kind of move on and we've got the scene where Christian, uh, sorry, Kimber is at the, um, uh, the nail salon or whatever it is. Um, this has got real, uh, better call Saul vibes for those that have seen that show um and you know and she's doing the um electrolysis um on these you know these these women getting their kind of um their hair plucked out or whatever the hell it is and christian shows up basically he uh, wants to make make a quick buck and, and do a porn with kimber um and I, I love a little abby mays reference there about the uh, the paper bag so you know thanks very much and you know kind of hitting those uh those callbacks to me, which I really enjoy. But uh, anyway, we kind of get get round to this point that um, you know Kimber's still a very marketable face in, in the porn world. So um, yes, and um, basically we just yeah we need to um, um, yeah we're going to make a, a mold of his penis basically. So this is kind of where the scene leads off. So there's quite a lot in that scene, I suppose. But um, it, it's all kind of set up stuff. It's what I don't understand is that we're meant to believe that Kimber's downfall at the end of last season is a case of, you know, she's a washed up porn star and she's done, yet here she is, like, getting a thousand calls a week wanting to get back into the industry. So it's kind of like, well, what way do you want to do this? Like, if that's the case, then why do we need kind of this down on your luck Kimber moment from last season when she could just be like, well, thanks, I'll just go to Vivid Studios. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't seem to me that she, at the end of last season, wanted out of this industry, whereas all of a sudden now she's wanting back out of it. So it's a bit weird, but, um, you know, I do like the setup, uh, kind of, you know, when 
as you said, like Christian's like, oh, you can just put a bag on my head, you know, <laughs> like I did that once. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, the mold of the penis is kind of, it's an interesting storyline because, you know, it leads us into Mario stuff this episode, which again, we get a yeah. fun scene of him in the toilet. That's, that's about it, right? <laughs> well, I think that might be next episode and that's a, that's a ridiculous scene. So, um, I, it, it's so ridiculous. It's funny and good. So, but it is a ridiculous scene. But, uh, yeah, then we kind of move on to, and, and this is where I start to get your complaints about this being boring because then we're just getting these scenes of over and over again of Sean has insomnia and it's just kind of Sean can't sleep and blah, blah, blah. And I, I, how many times do we need to hit this mark? You know, Sean can't sleep. But, you know, oh, it's just, it's, it's, it's quite boring. And I guess we kind of get the resolution to that, but yeah, it's just it's just not a lot of fun. And then we get this kind of um, you know this confrontation with Teddy that you know because um, she's got that information from Christian at the start of the episode that he's in financial trouble, and you know she talks about I need to take a big step back here, and um, I wish they'd take a giant step back and just get rid of this altogether, but uh, <laughs> unfor- unfortunately not. Um, yeah, and you know, and, and so yeah, I mean that's kind of. That's all that's really here. I mean, I, I I assume you hate these as much as I do, but I could be wrong. I just love the fact that you're going to get uh, Dylan Walsh angry, so he punches a bed. Um, but uh, no, it's <laughs> like uh, I don't want to get into a rant about this being annoying because it's just she's she's the one who proposes, then she changes her mind purely on the fact that she found out that he lied to her because of his financial situation. To me, if I'm in Sean's position, that to me is like, but you're breaking up with me because I lied to you, yet are you sure you're not doing this because I have no money? Like, it's kind of like, to me, it's like, you know, should you maybe be supportive? I don't know. She annoys the fuck out of me, and I don't want to say anything more about it because I just do not like this character anymore. Yeah, and and then we we do get this scene at the at the end where you know Christian can't uh, sorry Sean can't sleep. He goes and steals some of Christian's pills, basically. So yeah, I mean that's just a, a a little scene that creates some some tension between the two main leads of the show. So that is what it is, I suppose. It's uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's only eleven twenty six too. Can I start to interrupt? I'm just reading my notes, but you see the clock radio. It's eleven twenty six. Like that to me, I'm getting out of bed at that time at night. Like, geez, I know they're doctors yeah. and they've got to get up in the morning and I'm technically unemployed at this point in time, but it still doesn't matter. Like it's so early. It's 11.26. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I guess these guys could be up early for surgery, you know, um, and they've got the big, the big enigma surgery next, so, you know, who knows. But anyway, we, uh, um, then we kind of move into that surgery scene and, um, Christian's pissed off because Liz is there and he, you know, specifically asked for, um, for Teddy for this one and she's not there and blah, blah, blah. But anyway, I want to get into something that I actually do like, which is I think that the surgery scene is really good and I like the, uh, the Mad World music, yeah. I think is, is a really good choice for this particular surgery. I think the creepy bit where they kind of turn his head around is just really freaky. I don't, there's just something about that particular shot where they kind of just like manipulate his head like it, you know, like it's nothing. That's quite weird. Um, but yeah, I, I do think the, the actual surgery itself is good and it's nice to get back to something um, that we maybe didn't see a lot of in season five was these good surgery scenes. So um, yeah, I, I, I'm really enjoying it. I agree, and I think the song is great. The song is used perfectly, and even kind of just the bit where he's carved that thing on his chest. What does he say? Like, you know, the only light is darkness or whatever it is. You know, I mean, again, these are things that could have been explored more. I just feel that, like, they've wasted an opportunity with something here because, you know, this is an interesting storyline where I feel you don't see the twist coming that you have at the end. So, um, again, I feel there's more they could have done with this. What they could have done with this, I don't know. I'm not a television writer, and there's probably a reason for that. But, um, yeah, I mean, this... 
you can't really complain about this scene. And it is freaky, like as you said, when they sort of tilt back to his head that way. Mm, yeah. Yeah, so I think it's, um, you know, uh, uh, oddly enough, this whole thing we're talking about somebody being dark is, is actually a bit of a bright spot on this episode. So um, there's something to be said for that, I suppose. So, yeah, good surgery scene. Nice to have something that would probably be missing for a little bit. Um, yeah, and then we kind of, uh, you know, get the whole thing of the lights are going off, so it's, you know, indicating it's the end of the day. And, um, and yeah, and so Kimber's there with, with Christian and, uh, you know, we're getting the mould done of his penis and, you know, he, can, he can't get hard and so she has to get on and they have, like, a quick little bit of sex, you know, to, you know, to get him going and then he's like get off because i need to get this mold done so a little bit of comedy there which is quite fun you know and um as we kind of talked a little bit of that about when these these guys had a few little scenes or even looks um towards the end of last season that their chemistry is pretty amazing so yeah it's uh, it's good i i really like it um yeah it's all kind of fun stuff um yeah, I think that we can probably stop there. We've got some more scenes, but we've got some some Sean stuff in the middle that we probably do need to cover. So I'll, I'll let you uh, add anything that you might have to that. I well, I think you kind of said it. It's, it was the first time that they've had sex, I think, since the fourth season. So it's maybe the biggest gap in between Sean and uh, sorry, Kimber and Christian having sex. But yeah, it's it's an entertaining scene. Kind of this is where I was saying like maybe this week's slightly better than last week, just because you know I like the Kimber and Christian stuff. I like the way they kind of edit this, like them having sex, and the way the kind of the music stops and Christian's like, get off, get off, get off you know and uh props to him for being able to maintain that being that hard uh, i mean why don't you just take viagra like that just kind of seems like the obvious yeah, one yeah. to kind of do there but um yeah it's it's entertaining and you know i, I do like it when we're going to get it soon when they kind of cut it off uh with mario lopez there as well yeah yeah that is funny and so we'll we'll come back to that but unfortunately we have to talk about um probably my least favorite part of this entire episode which is this vivian character so you know sean can't sleep he's at the diner um and uh you know this kind of you know slightly washed out looking woman. i wouldn't say she's unattractive or anything like that but you know she definitely looks like she's seen some hard times um you know and they they kind of have these uh you know talking about all these people that are sitting in the diner in the middle of the night and what's wrong with them and um yeah so we kind of get all that sort of stuff um kind of weird music playing in the scene as well i think oh no that might be the next scene sorry um yeah, and so basically it's just kind of setting up and we're going to see these guys a little bit more. But uh, do you like the introduction of our, our Vivian character here? Eh, Kara from 24, that's <laughs> uh, all I can say. But uh, I mean, it's just weird because like, like, for some reason whenever I think about this storyline, I always assume this is how Sean and Teddy met. I don't know why I get these confused, but um, like, did Teddy even technically break up with Sean? Like, it's kind of implied that she broke up with him, but... I don't know. I guess it's Sean's right to believe that she did because she can't make her mind up. So, you know, why not? Uh, it's just, it's strange. It's, you know, he's in a diner and then he ends up fingering her and it's, yeah, it's, uh, I don't even know what to think about it. It's just, it's, it's just strange. And to me, Sean should know better because like, you know, when she's like, oh, you know, I can help get some pills or whatever to get some sleep. When they end up in an emergency room, shouldn't Sean be all of a sudden like, ah, no, this is illegal. Like, he talks about that later on. Like, oh, it's a grade two offense. I can get my medical license revoked. Where do you think you were going, mate? Like, (laughs) this is kind of where drug addicts go to go get drugs in the middle of the night. 
Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's all a bit strange, really, isn't it? I mean, we kind of obviously get as they're leaving the diner, she kind of picks up that fork, and I don't know. I mean, I guess when I was watching this, I kind of thought she was maybe going to attack him. I don't know. So yeah, it's it's kind of a weird thing. It's it, I'm not entirely sure kind of where it's leading as I'm watching it. Um, but I, I know I'm not having much fun with it, that's for sure. But uh, then we do get back, get back to something that is a little bit fun, which is <laughs> all of a sudden uh, Mike showed up at the at the office. God knows why, and and he's there to help. Uh, get the the mold off Christian's penis, and you know we get this whole kind of you know um, flirtatious thing between Mike and Kimber, which is obviously going to lead somewhere. Um, yeah, and you know they break the mold off, and um, Mike kind of makes a you know is, is that it type of comment? <laughs> is that what all the fuss is about? You know, indicating that you know Mike's got a much bigger penis, which is going to be um, confirmed a little bit later on. But you know, at this point, it's uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting kind of. Uh, set up scene for the kind of Kimber Mike thing, I guess. Which you said, I think, was it last season, you want to know how big Christian's penis is. Well, you kind of get to see it sort of here in a way, like (laughs) at least the size of the mould. But, uh, yeah, I love just the way that he says, is that it? Like, when he sees it. um, And then sort of, you know, when he's flirting with Kimber. Because let's be honest, you know that if Kimber's single and there's another man in uh, McNamara Troy somewhere, he's going to end up with Kimber. Like, that's just how it works. But um, a fun fact that I just read, actually, is that, uh, you know, when he leaves or Christian says something about, like, oh, you know, he'd never end up with someone as old, as decrepit as you, or whatever he says, Kelly Carlson's actually older than Mario Lopez. So, um, uh, sorry, the other way around. Other way around. Sorry, Mario Lopez is older than Kelly Carlson. So that's what I was meant to say right um yeah. so yeah. i i think that's kind of interesting but uh, yeah it's it's a fun scene again it's a redeeming part of this episode that maybe we'll put it higher than last week yeah and i think probably the um the favorite part part of this whole scene for me is actually the very last part where they're kind of waiting for the lift and um or the elevator sorry if you listen in america and um you know kind of kimber gets in and, and christian kind of says oh so you know tomorrow at nine i'll see you and she kind of just gives him this look you know like uh that she kind of can't help but but like this guy and i, I do really like that it just reminds you of the kind of chemistry that those two have got so mm-hmm. it's a fun little way to end the scene uh then we get back to uh sean and vivian are at the hospital and they're in the waiting room this is where the weird music was um yeah just kind of a bit strange really um uh yeah and then we get this whole weird thing where basically like vivian puts his hand up his skirt and, and he starts to describe sick people you know being a doctor he can give a good understanding of what's wrong with all these people and that obviously gets her off oh yeah it's just so strange she's you know stabs herself with a fork in order to to you know be seen and get some drugs um this is america right as well you know so that's not going to be cheap yeah Um, yeah. so it seems like a lot of effort to go to get some drugs but uh yeah and um yeah anyway sean kind of cuts a deal with her to you know he'll stitch her up properly if he gets the drugs so yeah I'm, i'm not loving it which is weird, because he says at some point that you don't have insurance, or she says it, so how the fuck is she getting these pills? Um, so, yeah, you're right, like, that's something I, I didn't think of, but it's also a case of, again, with Sean being a doctor, it just doesn't make sense, like, couldn't he just write a prescription for these himself, or, like, get, like, Christian or Teddy to do this, rather than the other sleeping pills he's on? Like, he says it's like a stage two offence, or whatever it is, but, so, like, how does she get them then if, I, I don't understand it, it's just weird... Um, and yeah, he just, he just should be knowing better. I don't understand how all of a sudden he's just going along with this, but yet also thinking about the consequences at the same time. 
yeah it's it just kind of just really stretches credibility it's you know not particularly interesting to me and yeah so um yeah I'm, I, I just the whole thing is just uninteresting to me really i just i'm wanting to fast forward through it it's just not interesting to me and i guess the thing you get at the end is that he gets these drugs and you know basically gets a good night's sleep i suppose and you know kind of changes his mood um the next day so i, I guess in that sense it's uh it's actually kind of interesting but yeah i mean it feels like a long way to go to get there. Um, yeah, and then we kind of get into this uh, this Enigma follow-up. And, um, yeah, so, he, you know, he's all bandaged up and they're going to kind of um, take them off. And I think this is where I really get the, that Benedict Cumberbatch thing is that you can see him. He, he looks a lot like him in, in these scenes when he doesn't have the tattoos. Um, yeah, but it, it does look amazing, doesn't it? It's like this real transformation of this guy. And, and then he obviously thinks so too because he kind of says Enigma's dead and, you know, Jared or whatever his name is supposed to be is back. And, um, you yeah, know, it's a quite a touching scene at this point. And um, yeah, it, it's really cool. I, I think it's it's well delivered. Um, yeah, I, it, it's good stuff. I agree with everything you said. I just I do feel as though when you watch this, you kind of think there's going to be more to this. I don't know. I just always I remember watching this the first time, thinking like that's not right. Like there's going to be a twist here. And if you watch this show, you know there's generally something that kind of comes along. So. It's great and everything, but I, I still feel as though there is always going to, something's going to come along, which obviously we will get. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I just wasn't really thinking too much about it, but, um, you know, for the amount of screen time he's had, yeah, you probably would expect there to, to be more of it than, than what we get here, and, and obviously there will be, but, uh, then we come back, you know, and we're into Vivian's surgery, and, um, yeah, she kind of talks about, you know, basically they kind of start talking, and she's kind of rubbing him, and, you know, so you kind of get this whole thing about, um, yeah, and that Teddy knows something's kind of going on here, and, um, yeah. Anyway, the, the the end of it is is that Teddy gets fired more or less. That's that's kind of the end of this. Um, yeah, and then you kind of get Teddy kind of walks out and goes into his office and you know puts the ring or takes the ring, I guess that uh, um, that she gave to Sean and um, yeah, and then kind of looks at his his uh, life insurance policy, which is in his in his filing cabinet. So it's kind of now we're starting to get the setup for what this Teddy character is going to be. So um, at least we're kind of getting a, a point and a purpose to her being there. Um, yeah, and then we kind of just get a, a few scenes between kind of Teddy and Liz and um, Teddy kind of lays on the real sad face about, you know, she loves him so much and blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, I think it's, you know, she's she's good at acting this part of, of you know, being a, a victim and, and hiding her true intent. So I, I really like that. I just wish we didn't have so many scenes where every time she does something like this, she turns around and has got the smile on her face, which we seem to get far too often, I think. Which the, the difference, I think, key difference between Rose McGowan and Katie Sackhoff is just like the way she just... As Rose McGowan just comes across as pouty and sulky, like, you know, like, name as many US presidents as you can, like, just the way she kind of goes about it, whereas, like, Katie Sackhoff just had, like, a, still a mischievous demeanour about her when she wasn't getting what she wanted, you know, it's kind of, it just, she scours Rose McGowan, I just don't like it, and the way she kind of just, you know, saunts off into the office, sees this life insurance thing, which, again, kind of comes out of nowhere, and even just the way she's kind of like, you know, oh, I love him so much, but don't tell him. And then, you are know, like that sort of smirk. Like, Katie Sackhoff did it in a way where you didn't need that extra scene of a smile on her face. You know what I mean? Like, you kind of yeah, felt exactly. there was another layer to Teddy with Katie Sackhoff. Which was Rose McGowan, you have to add the obvious. And it's, it just it just doesn't work. Yeah, well, I think it's the same as in the next episode where, you know, we kind of get this, you know, she's developing this plan. And she kind of looks at Annie, who's, you know, lying in the bed or whatever, and just kind of like 
you know, has this kind of squinty eye thing to show that she's evil. And it's like, yeah, we didn't really need that. I mean, we can put two and two together. Thanks very much. But yeah, so it's just kind of disappointing from that perspective, really. But yeah, and then we we kind of move into, um, yeah, so kind of Liz turns around and, and Christian's there with, with uh, Kimber. And uh, we kind of, you know, we kind of get the uh, Kimber-Liz fight kind of comes out of this afterwards where, you know, and, and you know, Liz is kind of making these, these comments about, uh, you know, Kimber's a sad person who can't change the way and she's getting manipulated by this guy and um, you kind of think that you know it's just it's just her being bitter and it's not going to lead to anything so I kind of like where it goes it's kind of a little bit unexpected I suppose um, but yeah I, I, I do really enjoy that um, the only thing I don't like is the kind of chimes in the background which are just fucking annoying to be honest like it and, and this is something that season six seems to do quite a lot is just the repetitive music over and over again to be like this is a scene you should be paying attention to because we playing the same music that we've played right through the whole kind of you know episode i just i don't enjoy that stuff it's just it's really annoying um but i do like the interaction between these two characters i think it's uh it, it's quite good i like the callback where lee says like you know he traded you for a car you know and yeah I remember yeah. that back um you know, with, with Bobble it. So yeah, I kind of like the, the callback there. I mean, I, I prefer their sort of confrontation in the, the last episode of season five more to this, but I still, yeah, I enjoy this. I think it's good. And, you know, it's, um, we may not like the storyline with Liz, but again, it's never been a complaint about Roman Mafia's abilities to, to act these scenes and she's good at it. So, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's some nice barbs thrown at each other and it's kind of, it's all over this one man. So, yeah, I think, I think it works well. And I, you know, I like the little lines of, you know, give me Christian's cock and, you know, things like that. It's, it's kind of funny. Yeah, and I think it's just, you know, this is kind of the, the, the lowest that Liz gets with the storyline, you know, that she's just become, you know, really kind of consumed by hatred of Christian and it's kind of turning her into somebody she doesn't like, which, you know, is going to get resolved in a little bit. But um, I think it's really important to have this scene because it kind of shows her at her worst. And, um, yeah, I think just the whole thing with Kimber reacting to that is, um, you know, because at the, at the time she's kind of just defending Christian. So, yeah, it's uh, it's a good scene, I think. I do really enjoy that and then we kind of move into the scene and i think i might have said this was in the next episode but it's in this episode which is uh the whole thing where you know christian walks into the the men's bathroom and uh, mike's in there doing his uh peck pop or whatever the hell it is and um yeah so basically you know christian kind of arrives at the at, at the urinal and then you know mike stands in the the one right next to him which is a you know, bad man etiquette i must say but uh um <laughs> you know anyway it, it Anyway, you kind of, and then you kind of hear this ridiculous thing of basically like the splash in the urinal because Mike's dick is so big that it falls into the bottom of the urinal, which is just so stupid. But it's just like, it's kind of funny. Eh? Like you just kind of have to laugh because it is just so ridiculous. Um, yeah. And then that kind of basically leads into, um, you know, the next thing, which is, um, you know, Kimber's sold, was it 5,000 of these love rockets and, you know, uh, whatever they're called. And, um, Christian's all excited and, um, yeah. And then he finds out that it's actually Mike's dick that was the mold, not hers. And, um, and kind of Christian turns on a dime and he's an asshole again, which I really like, um, kind of fits with his character a whole lot. Um, the one thing I don't like is I, I you know, I, I think Kelly Carlson's an amazing actress, but I think in these scenes, she's not amazing. I think she's a bit, the, it's a bit too much overacting here for me but uh for the most part i really enjoy the scene there's some it goes from you know the absolute ridiculous you're laughing at it to you know some actually some some good drama here so all all in kind of a couple of minutes so yeah 
I do like the bit when he, he flops out his dick and you hear the splash and you hear the <laughs> damn, I hate it when that happens. And I, I mean, I agree with him. I hate it when that happens to me too. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's the thing that, you know, I don't understand is I've never been involved in making a sex toy, but like, why, how does Kimber get it made and then shipped and 5,000 of these have sold out in like two days? Um, like, how does she get these made? <laughs> like, I mean, this is, quick um but you know it's it's kind of so is it implied that she's had sex with with mike i mean i guess it is but um yeah i mean we, we're going to get more of that aren't we from memory so yeah it's i mean christian just kind of way he, he flips on a dime as well so yeah i mean it's it's some entertaining i, I again just i just think you guys remember the scene of the splosh in the urinal i think that's funny yeah, it is. It's just, and it is just a real comedy moment. So yeah, you've got to enjoy it really. Um, then we kind of get back to, uh, Sean and Vivian at, I assume it's Vivian's apartment or whatever the hell it is. And basically they're having sex. And, um, this all kind of leads to, you know, that it's Sean's turn to cut himself so that they can go back to the emergency room and, and get more drugs. Um, you get the annoying chimes again on this, you know, this is what I'm talking about. It's just like, can we just find some more music? I just I hate how they do this on the season, but yeah. And, uh, she, so she wants Sean to stab himself. Uh, he says no, so uh, she stabs him in the leg. So yeah, that, that that's happening. Um, then we kind of get you know Sean's at the hospital. You know Vivian's in the waiting room with with some other guy. You know, so basically while she's waiting for him, she's uh, already needing to kind of go and, and and get her next fix. So um, yeah, it's I, I just don't really enjoy this character or this little storyline very much. So I'm, I'm I'm glad it sticks to one episode really. I do like the craziness of this character, the way she kind of like what stabs him and then essentially is like, I think I might be in love with you. You know, it kind of. It shows yeah, that she's yeah. an absolute loopy blah blah, but then I also kind of like Sean, um, you know, waiting to get stitched up, and we sort of had that line earlier when Vivian got stitched up, like you know what, who did this, like a butcher or whatever. So he just stitches himself up and walks out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, I do kind of like that, but uh, yeah, I mean, God, this is a storyline that we're never going to talk about again. I feel so. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I do like the kind of. You know, like he walks out and he sees her and they make eye contact and he basically just leaves the pills on and the counter and, and, and leaves. fingered so. by a janitor or something like that now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's very strange. But uh, um, the next scene is um, Christian's kind of eating his cereal. I didn't know he was a big uh, cereal at night eater, but there you go. Um, and, uh, you know, watching the news, is breaking news that uh, this guy, Enigma, has um, killed himself and his parents. So, you know, whatever he th- they thought they were raised through the, the tattoos and whatnot, it, uh, that, you know, the darkness was too strong. Feels a bit Anakin Skywalker, doesn't it? And, um, yeah, he ends up kind of killing his family and then himself. So, it's uh, yeah, it's a pretty horrible thing. Um, Liz comes over. And I think she says something about, you know, did you see the news or whatever? Um, and, you know, she says that, you know, she's dropping the lawsuit. You know, she she doesn't like what it's turned her into, which, uh, yeah, you know, I, you know, I, I really like that. And, um, and yeah, I actually think this kind of this dialogue between them, the scene is actually really good. Um, I do really enjoy it. And, um, you know, like Christian's just so um, naive to the whole thing. He's kind of like, oh, thank God. And, you know, we can go back to being friends. And she says, oh, just we're not going to be friends, you know. Um, so, you know, it's, it's just a really interesting, you know, I think this is, this is true to Liz's character, which I really like. Is that this is what I think Liz would do? So I do really appreciate that we've kind of got the real Liz here. She doesn't. She wants to be true to who she is, um, even though he's put her through all this kind of thing. She's going to be the big person and walk away, and and that feels true to me. So I, I do enjoy what we get in this this final scene. 
Yeah, sort of. I mean, it's, it's, the storyline's over with, so yay, celebration. It's the yeah. best thing to ever happen, but I don't know. It just feels a little bit flat. And as I kind of said last episode, it's just kind of like they just gel over, it's done, and then that's it. You know, this is what we ended the season on on a cliffhanger. So, I mean, I don't want to complain about it because it means the storyline's over. So I've, I've got to be happy right now, but, um, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it is one of those things where you kind of, once they're committed to the storyline, in terms of um, us and a lot of other fans, I think they're damned if they do, damned if they don't. If they draw it out, um, you know, then some of us are going to be pissed because, you know, it feels like we just want to get past this. And if they kind of do it quickly like they have, then some of us are going to say, well, you know, that's not realistic and, you know, it probably would have been long and messy and drawn out. So um, I think there could have been a middle ground where she kind of says, oh, you know, I want part of the business, you know, like you guys going to have to put me on the business card or something like that, um, you know, or maybe, you know, I want custody of Wilbur or, you know, so there could have been something else in the middle which could have made it a bit more interesting. And, and he gives a little bit to kind of get, get what like he kind of gets everything here you know doesn't he which is a little bit disappointing it feels like nothing's been learnt for him and i guess that's the you know when we're six seasons and we want to see some kind of character development and i guess with christian you, you never see you never see character development he's basically the same person he was on the in the final episode as he is towards the you know the start of the show so you would hope that having this experience you know having cancer and, and getting a misdiagnosis towards the end of it and you know getting married because of it and that not working out and you know you, you think that would have changed him and made him a better person but it kind of feels like he's just exactly the same person he was yeah no i i would agree with that i don't really have much else to add but i think you summed it up pretty well Okay. Oh, well, that, that happens occasionally, I suppose. Um, but yeah, and uh, so I guess we can just go into how we're going to uh, rate this episode now. So um, I'll, I'll turn it over to you first. Are you you going to buy it, rent it, or bin it? Well, for the first time in the history of this show, Nicholas, uh, there is going to be three bins in a row uh, because I am <laughs> also going to bin this episode. I just, just... The Vivian stuff is rubbish. I mean, the only shining stuff in this is kind of the Christian and his dick and Kimber, but I mean, it's just not enough to save this episode. I mean, it's better than last week. I'll give it that. Uh, you know, I've, I've ranked this 76 out of 84, but, um, yeah, there's just not enough here for me to do anything more with it. And it's just, it's just bland. It's kind of there. It's kind of, you know, I feel they could have done a little bit more with the Enigma stuff and kind of explore that a little bit more, but yeah, sorry, everyone. Three bins in a row for me. So this is a bin it. Yeah, it kind of feels like you know they've they've just decided to oh this is this is passable so we'll just we'll just leave it you know but to me it almost does just feel like there are some some stuff they've kind of wedged in here to kind of push it out to have been a full episode. Um, yeah, just even the stuff with kind of between Liz and Kimber was good, but it was rushed, you know. It felt like that could have been done over a couple of episodes. Like, I think the whole thing of, you know, they have the showdown, um, and, you know, then the next, the very next scene is basically Kimber's screwing, you know, Christian over. And it would have been good if that had kind of come as a bit more of a realization and she'd changed what she was doing. And it feels like she was doing that anyway. So it was kind of like, why is she spending that time defending Christian? And so it just feels a bit mixed up and, and all a bit lost. And while I can definitely recommend recognize there is some good stuff here I, you know to me it's also going to be a bin so um it's just yeah it's just disappointing because there's kind of you know there's a few green shoots here or you know there's the there's the startings of what could have been quite some interesting stories but 
they just never get followed up on. So, you know, you, you can't give a show a pass. And I think maybe I did last week because I thought there was enough stuff in there for it to be interesting. And, you know, you keep on watching. But there were times in this episode where I was just really bored. And the Vivian stuff especially was just not interesting to me. And, you know, it starts to feel like we're, you know, why are we moving away from the Sean and Teddy story? You know, even if you don't like Teddy, that's where the kind of focus should be for that character. And it just feels like why are we meandering around with Sean? It should be kind of focused on that. And yeah, so for me, it's just a bit of a mess. So it's it's firmly in the bin category. Well, we're probably going to be seeing a trend, I feel, for the rest of this season. But anyway, we keep saying that every week. And who knows, next week we could come back and be like, hey, this is the greatest episode of Nip Tuck ever. And then we'd wake up and realise we're on drugs. Well, I don't think we're going to be saying it's the best one ever, but I think there's definitely some some quite interesting stuff here. I think, you know, with the whole Leech storyline, which is the, the Bridget Reinhardt, or Bridget Reinhardt, I should say, um, you know, like she's the main character and she's into her, her Leech therapy, which is uh, an interesting little storyline here. Um, we get the whole Mike's a crossdresser thing, um, which is kind of weird. Um, yeah, but I think there's, um, there's a few interesting things, and I think this is the return of Annie in this episode, yeah. isn't it? So, so I believe this um, is a hair-eating one, isn't it? Isn't it? Yes, this, yeah, this is, yeah. It's, yep, it's emo uh, and he eats a hair from memory. Yes, it's finally here. Yes, <laughs> and it feels like, you know, finally I can see the connection between Annie as she is and, and you know, that future Conor McNamara 2026 yes. version of Annie. Like, you can see the connective tissue there now. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I do kind of like that. Um, yeah, so I, I think there is definitely some some stuff that we can go over in this and you know it's nice to have Annie back and actually having a storyline so um hopefully we don't have to complain too much about the episode because you know we're starting to bring some of our our old favorites back for um for this final season yes and i mean Annie is the ultimate favorite for everyone so that's why we're so excited <laughs> yes i suppose so but uh yeah until that time uh, make sure you are following us on facebook instagram uh even youtube if you if you feel so inclined uh, give us a rating on itunes we always appreciate that um it's been fun bringing this episode to you as we uh we uh, uh, you know finishing up on it feels strange but here we are in the final the final uh series of nip tuck we're here and uh we're almost in the final countdown now but uh until next time uh, my name's nick and uh, my dick is in your hands. And my name is Ben, and the only thing you're ever going to be left with is a shed full of regret and your big dick. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.